Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, hello, and welcome into the Daily Nebraskan Show. Now, from 11 to 12, we're yes, on weeknights, switching it up on you guys. We were going Saturdays, but we are now officially on weeknights like we were supposed to be. <laughs> winter break kind of messed stuff up because, again, we're students at UNL. We had winter break. So during uh, during the Christmas break, we were just going Saturdays because a lot of our riders were out of town. So, but now school started. First day of school was today. I had three classes. They were all super easy because they just talk about the syllabus that nobody listens to. But, you know, you have to have that class. So my day was pretty good. Yeah, I had two classes. So, you know, one of them was just a syllabus. Just reading through that. Second one was uh, Spanish 102. And uh, my professor, 95% of what she said was in Spanish, which... Kind of scares me, not going to lie. I mean, I, I passed Spanish 101, had an A in that class, but I, I did not understand a lot of what she said. Um, it's going to be it's gonna be a challenge. I'm going to have to make sure I'm all ears in that class. Yeah, I mean, some of those, and that's an ace class for you, right? Uh, Yep. Yeah, some of those ace classes, some of them could be really easy. Like I took a science and food class my freshman year. Mm. That class was so easy, but then I took like a history class. I barely passed that. Oh, yeah. So like, it's it, a mixed it, bag. Yeah. And my advisors tell me, oh, this one's easy. This one's hard. I swear they're never right. <laughs> they, they, they haven't taken them, so they don't know. Well, we are now on weeknights and we are going to open up with some Nebraska men's basketball talk because that's kind of been the main sport right now. Nebraska. Last played Saturday, had a big win against Northwestern, a pretty good Northwestern team. They were able to pull out the win. Casey Tomanaga hit the dagger towards the end of the game. That rallied up the crowd. I was at that game. I was all the way at the top. <laughs> that was the first time I've ever been at the very like top section of PBA. Oh, wow. It was cool. It's honestly better than like some of like, you know, when you're on the first row and you're kind of like on the corners. Mm-hmm. It was better. Yeah. It was better because you can actually see like both sides of the court. When you're on the corner, it's just kind of like you can't see the other side of the court. So, yeah, it was cool view. Got to see everything. It was a fun game to watch. Oh, yeah. It was just a great bounce back win for Nebraska. Obviously, they went on that two game road skid after the big upset over Purdue. And that's kind of been the really theme of their team so far. This Big Ten season is they're great at home. While it wasn't a perfect game, they mm-hmm. once again kind of picked up another current theme they're going through is just having double digit leads and then going on lengthy droughts not recording any field goals, laying the team back into it, but they were able to get it done on the, at home against the Northwestern team that you mentioned is really good. I yep. mean, they're about the same caliber as Nebraska right now. Nebraska and Northwestern are both kind of sitting in on that uh, NCAA tournament bubble. So that's a great win added to their resume uh, for March. So yeah, it was, it was a good bounce back. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, so what was your kind of biggest takeaway from that game? Because, I mean, again, it was a home game. Nebraska's been really good at home, so it was kind of more of the same, I guess, was kind of my takeaway from it. I'll be more specific, but I'll let you go first. What was kind of your main takeaway from the game? Yeah, it was, again, it was a good win. You know, it was. It might have been ugly, but you'll take an ugly win over a pretty loss any day of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, my takeaway, though, is that if Nebraska wants to be this NCAA tournament team, 
they're going to have to just play better. And I'm not just talking about the nine-minute stretch without a basket, without a field goal. They got to just limit turnovers. They had 18 against Northwestern, Mm -hmm. which against pretty much any other team, against in any other game, that's pretty much chalking it up as a loss already. But again, um, obviously, it's just kind of a skid they're going on. It's kind of just this run that they've really... After the Purdue game, kind of we're on cloud nine. Then Iowa humbles them very quickly. Then Rutgers, they had a chance to close it out multiple times. Couldn't do it. So I think just them pulling out this win is really going to do so much for their confidence moving forward as the two games before that were very hard, very harsh. So it it will all be, uh, that's really my main takeaway. My takeaway is another home game, another great performance. We knew Northwestern's a good three-point shooting team. What was surprising to me was in the first half, they shot, they were shooting like 50% from the three-point line. We were still like holding a two, four-point lead like that entire first half. And then towards the end of the game, even when they were coming back, it was towards the end of the game, they kind of started to cool off from downtown a little bit. And that's when we kind of pulled away and won the game. So it's kind of been... Nebraska, again, ride or die at three-point line. We had another good three-point shooting night. Leads to another win. I just want to see us do it on the road. We just have to be able to do it on the road. Our only road win, I believe, is the Michigan State game. Uh, Kansas State. Oh, Kansas. My bad. Kansas State. Yep. Um, And that was, I mean, that was a good win. But, um, you know, I'm looking for a little bit more. We lost to Iowa on the road. That was rough. The Rutgers game was probably the worst loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we... I just want to see us do it on the road because we're twelve and one at home. I know we can yeah. win at home. We beat Purdue at home. I like. I know what this team is when we're at home. That's why I was really confident about this game. I knew Northwestern could get hot from the three point line, but they didn't. They started to cool off towards the second half. I just could, you could just kind of feel that we were going to pull it out, especially when Casey started hitting shots for the <laughs> end of the game. He's always so fun to watch. But yeah, I just want to see us do it on the road. Yeah, I mean. It's really just a night and day difference. Nebraska 4-0 in the Big Ten at home this year, 0-4 on the road. Yep. So it's they really just have to translate their their play at PBA into their road environments. And you mentioned with Kese, again, at, at the end there, I feel like, honestly, Nebraska, especially when they're going through these droughts where nobody seems to be able to get it done offensively, they really got to play through Kese more. And I know... He's an off-ball player. He's he's not someone you give the ball and just call an ISO. Casey's not that kind of player. But mm-hmm. towards the end of the game, especially uh, against the Northwestern, you mentioned his dagger three. But even before that, give him the ball. He gets a good pass to Rank Mast. Mast misses. He gets the putback, puts it in. Huge play there. Scored the last five Nebraska points of the game. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you got to find a way to give him the ball. I know it. Again, it's all about him getting himself open, which a lot of these defenders, because they know what Casey is capable of, not giving him any space whatsoever. But you're just really going to have to try in these situations as the rest of the offense really isn't cutting it sometimes down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, I've honestly liked that they've gotten Casey off the ball more because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Bryce Williams is so good on ball. I really mm-hmm. like, I feel like Bryce Williams is the only guy on our team that could really get to the bucket, that can really yeah. drive. But then again, Alec kind of went crazy in the first half of last game. He had 50, he was our highest. I'm pretty sure he was our leading scorer, 15 points. He was driving to the rim. He kind of he started in place of Gary, and he was driving him. He had some really good drives. That it was like surprising. I was like, I haven't seen that all year. 
I don't, I mean, he kind of stopped doing that towards the second half. I don't know if the Northwestern kind of schemed for it to try to stop that. But that was good to see that we had another guy to get to the rim. But Bryce Williams has kind of been that main guy for us to get to the rim. So I really like Bryce Williams having the ball. CJ Wilcher, man, he just <laughs> keeps playing good. I, right. I remember dogging on him a little bit last year. <laughs> but this year, I have no nothing bad to say about CJ Wilcher. He has just been so comfortable in his role. He's been so good. I said I said it on Saturday in our last show. I'm saying it again. Wilcher has just been real. He's just been a solid player for us this year. Not not like he's not the guy. He's not the reason we're winning the games, you know. But he's a nice, solid player for us that can go and you know get us double digit points almost frequently. Yeah, Wilcher is just that spark off the bench. I mm-hmm. mean, he is. You can see his confidence when he plays. He he doesn't. He hasn't seen a shot that he wouldn't take so far this year, and. I'm okay with it. I mean, whenever he shoots a three, I'm okay with the shot. And, you know, he's 50-40-90 on the year, which is just spectacular. Great marks. And, again, when Nebraska was going through that rough patch against Northwestern, really the last 10 minutes of the game, they were only able to get free throws. They weren't able to get field goals. He finally ended that drought with a tough layup. Yep. That really, that obviously really helped in the outcome of the game. And kind of just backtracking to Josiah Alec. Yeah. I mean, he, again, talking about playing with confidence, he just, he looks completely different right now than he did a month ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, it used to be like kind of towards the end of non-conference play. When Alec would get the ball, I'd kind of be like, like, yep. I'd, I'd get nervous because sometimes, you know, he might dribble in, dr- like post up, then kind of forget his height, kind of forget Mm-hmm. where he's at and tr- just throw the ball away but yeah. as of right now he is playing his role perfectly there's games against indiana and purdue where they don't at- need him to score that much and he d- does his job and um on the other side of the court on defense and then there's games like northwestern where nebraska needs every single point they can get and he leads the team in scoring yeah i mean the one thing that disappointed me about Alec against Rutgers was that how bad we got out rebounded. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alec, I, I feel like Alec is our best rebounder. So I was kind of a little disappointed with that game, but he more than made up for it against Northwestern. He had a really good game. Tommy Naga, although we only, he, Tommy Naga didn't have an amazing game, he, he put in solid work, hit the shots when we needed the, sh- the shots. I mean, that was a good win. We <laughs> needed that win against Northwestern because if we lose that game, we're then on a three game skid and. I don't know. Husker fans would not be feeling as hopeful as they are right now. So Nebraska, twelve and one at home, one and four on the road. What? What is? Why do you feel like it is such a dramatic difference between playing at PBA and playing on the road? What? What do you think is the main cause of that? Yeah, I think you know, obviously, just the home crowd, the fans at PBA, especially this year. I think more than years past definitely as this mm-hmm. is the best Nebraska team oh, yeah. they've had in years. Yeah. It's it's such a difference. I remember at the Purdue game, the it was the first two minutes of the game. It was the play where Purdue shot a three, missed it, ball goes all the way to half court. Juwan Gary dives for it, calls a timeout. PBA sounded like Kase Tominaga just hit a game winning three. That's yeah. how deafening the uh loudness was in the stadium. So it's just, it's a huge, it's huge. It just gives them this confidence, just helps. They feed off each other, I would say. And mm-hmm. it just kind of shows in the road games where, you know, they're at Iowa, they're at Rutgers. Those are tough venues to play at. 
and they get these big leads. But once once they kind of go cold and I and the opponent gets hot, the fans start backing in. The opposing fans start backing in, and it just gets really difficult for yeah. them um, from there on out. Yeah, I mean, if we, I mean, I kind of want to dissect the road games a little bit because I mean. Some of the road games have just been, you know, tough games. Iowa just shot really good. Mm-hmm. We just didn't shoot good. I mean, even if that was a home game, that just would have been really tough to win with how we shot. Minnesota, we don't lose that Minnesota game if we play at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, that oh, yeah. that was just a meltdown. I mean, but then again, on I mean, before the Northwestern game, I was kind of I was kind of teetering. I didn't know if the Purdue game was kind of a blip, you know, like mm-hmm. not who we actually are. That was kind of just a little bit of luck. But after seeing us against Northwestern, I really feel like this is who we are when we're at home. I just want to see us get somewhere even close to that on the road. That that that's just really what I'm looking for. Yeah, and then again, you're you're gonna have to win these road games if you want to be playing in March. And you know, Nebraska had three great chances as Rutgers, Minnesota, and Iowa are teams that. While Iowa has been on a run, there are, I would say, probably in the top half of the Big Ten at the moment. Those teams are very beatable teams. They're, you're going to be playing road games down the stretch against teams better than those teams, especially when you have these leads against Minnesota and Rutgers. Those are games that just absolutely hurt your chances going forward, not just because, like, yeah, it might not look good on the resume, but you're not going to get many better chances than that to just pull out a tough road win. Yeah. and. It's just, obviously, Nebraska has played four really good teams at home this Big Ten uh, schedule so far. So they have they have that going for them. They don't have they don't have any bad losses at home that are holding them back. Obviously, the only loss being to Creighton. Mm. Uh, so it's just they're gonna have to be uh, kind of find a way to shake off this little slump they're on on the road and pull out some games going forward. Yeah, I mean we have been great at home. I mean outside of that Creighton game, which I mean, besides the Purdue game was our toughest home game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we have just played rock solid every home game, and I mean, I on and it's because of the fans. When PBA gets rocking, you can just tell that the team feeds off of that energy, and I mean, that's really just been. I mean, playing at home, we just look like a completely different team, and I just want to see us though do it on the road because the great teams are able to also do it on the road. Yeah. But coming up next, we have Ohio State. Traveling to Lincoln, they, when I last looked, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, they are 0-3 on the road. Yeah. So, they have a pretty good record. They're the 13-5, and 9-2 at home, but they're 0-3 record on, on the road. I, I'm feeling really confident about the game just because of how good we've been on the road. So, I mean, we could touch on that touch mm-hmm. on that game a little bit more next segment. But then, after that game, oh man, we have Maryland then on the road. That's the game that I'm circling. Mm-hmm. I really want to see us show out against Maryland on Saturday and pull out that win. That's kind of my biggest game that I have circled coming up. Illinois will be a really tough game on the road. Then we have Northwestern. They're very, I think Northwestern is also going to be really tough on the yeah. road. Northwestern always gives us. So we have some tough road games coming up. And how we do on that stretch is really going to be, is really going to dictate where we're at heading into March. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the road game against Maryland you brought up. Maryland is starting to play better now. Mm-hmm. They were uh, had very high expectations going into the year. Obviously, returning Jameer Young, um, Julian Reese returning, and they just kind of they had they didn't have the best start. But now they're starting to play 
at this kind of tournament level, while they're going to have to do a lot to make it there because of how they started, because of how far back they got, this is a team that this is not a team to sneeze at. And it's just going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be a road win, though, when you're looking at it, that Nebraska really needs to win. They need to kind of get this game just to get them some momentum going into these road games going forward. Obviously, after Maryland, they play Wisconsin again, this time at home. Mm-hmm. So that should hopefully be a different different outcome, or at least they'll have the fan backing there. But then the back-to-back road games at Illinois and Northwestern, two tournament teams, really, that... It's going to be a tough, it's going to be some tough games. It's going to be some games that if they do pull these wins out are going to do wonders for their resume going forward. So yeah, Maryland will be a big game. Yeah. If you guys want, I mean, again, we know it's late, but the, phone, <laughs> the text line is open. If You're you want to text into the show, shout out to you. Yeah. Text phone number is open. If you want to text in, give us your thoughts, ask any questions. The text number is 402 464 five six eight five we would love to hear your thoughts and also we're looking at the comments on the stream so send us any questions or comments you got our way when we come back from break we're going to touch a little bit more on the ohio state game probably and then we kind of want to talk a little bit at nfl you know oh, yeah. we've got first 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 show on a weeknight we're going to kind of touch on some fun stuff so we really want to get some nfl talk so we're going to do that and more coming up right after this break Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Daily Nebraskan Show. I am Ben Droz, joined here by Anthony Rubick, one of the assistant sports editors at the Daily Nebraskan. One segment down, two more to go <laughs> on our first weeknight show. So we want to touch on tomorrow's game against Ohio State. At home, again, when we come back on our next show, it's going to be after that game. So we're going to have a lot of talk about that Ohio State game. I know there's going to be men's, uh, there's going to be a post-game show before our show, but we kind of want to continue the talk next game, next time when me and Joseph are on tomorrow. But let's kind of preview the game a little bit. Ohio State, like I said, 0-3 on the road. So that gives me quite a bit of confidence. But again, this is an Ohio State team that, you know, I'm, whenever I see Ohio State on the, I don't care what year it is. I feel like Ohio State is always a team that I'm always scared of. Yeah, you mentioned 0-3 on the road this year. Ohio State actually hasn't won a road game since January 1st, 2023. So it is just, it's really been rough for them on the road. And you mentioned it. I mean, just going back a few weeks ago, Ohio State was firmly in the tournament field. They went on this little three-game skid with losses to Indiana, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Picked up a win over Penn State at home. So they're going into tomorrow with a win. With a win. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just they're a team that is obviously very good, kind of went through a little rough patch, but are still one of the top teams in the Big Ten, I think. And it's just going to be a fun game. Yeah, but I—, I, I Ohio, the Big Ten is kind of, I feel like, on a down year, though, for basketball, yeah. in my opinion. And, yeah, Ohio State's towards the top, but they are not like they've been in years past. And, like you said, they've struggled on the road. So, I'm feeling really confident about this game. More confident than the Northwestern game just because we were on that two-game skid. Then, again, after good performances from our team, we have had some flops. After we beat Michigan State, we were on a high. We flopped that next game. We beat Purdue. 
then went on a two-game losing streak. I want to see how I I want to see us come out strong after a really good win. We got a really good win against Northwestern. I want to see us come out strong, keep it going against Ohio State. I'm feeling really good about the game, but you know we still got to play the game. That's why the game's played. <laughs> I can feel as confident as I want to. We still got to play the game. Still got to pull it out. Then they play Maryland on Saturday, so they have a pretty decent break between Ohio State and Maryland. But what's your prediction for the Ohio State game? Uh, yeah, I think Nebraska is going to pull this out. I think Ohio State, one, they've lost three out of their last four. And then two, I mean, when you look at the Nebraska losses this year, it's really been teams that have caught fire from behind the arc. Ohio State is a middle-of-the-pack shooting team in the Big Ten. Yeah, just, just a little bit under us. They are ice cold the last two games. They are shooting a, in the past two games. They shot a combined six of 43 wow. from behind the arc. Not good. Three of 25 against Michigan, three of 18 against Penn State. So yeah. hopefully they continue those woes going forward. However, they do have Jamison Battle, who leads the Big Ten in three points shooting, still shooting 44.5% from deep. The Minnesota transfer has just been huge for them all year. So it could really. They could really heat up at any moment, but I still like the home home crowd. Student section will be back for Nebraska. Yeah, first time since winter break. Yep, they'll they'll be rowdy. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun atmosphere, and I like Nebraska's chances to pull this game out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, battle has been really good from the three point line. This is where the Gary injury kind of you know if we had Gary, I'd feel really good about you know having Gary even face guarding him, but. Gary, a game-time decision is what I've last heard. We'll see if he can play. Then again, I mean, I, I mean, definitely want to play it safe with Gary. No need to rush him back. You know, we thought it was going to be season-ending injury. Things weren't looking good, but then Hoiberg came out, said it's his day-to-day. Everyone kind of got that sigh of relief. We'll see if we can get him back for next game, but even if we don't, I still feel pretty good about that game. Let's move into NFL just because even though we're Dan Nebraska and mostly covering Lincoln sports, you know, we kind of want to get outside the realm a little bit. We had some good NFL games this last Sunday. First, Lions against Buccaneers. First, I want to ask, how close did you watch both games? Because on Sunday, I was Mm -hmm. working here, so I I watched them, but I wasn't watching as attentively as I usually do. Yeah, I watched uh, both games. The Lions-Bucks game, I was also working at the DN, so yeah. was kind of just monitoring that game. I was also still a little depressed from the Packers game last night. I'm a Packers fan. That was a tough loss to the 49ers, but yeah. I mean, what a story the Detroit Lions have been this year. Yeah, Obviously, just haven't won a playoff game in so long. Just really have never, have, haven't won the NFC North since the 90s, since Barry Sanders played for him, and yeah, they just continue this kind of Cinderella run. It was a great game. Dan Campbell continues to just be gutsy, just oh, yeah. going all out, calling plays on fourth and goal, just runs up the middle. It's They're a fun team to watch. Again, kind of pains me as a Packers fan, but you got to respect this Lions team. I mean, and the main thing is, so I'm a Dolphins fan. So I respect Lions fans because they are the only fan base that have had it worse than the Dolphins <laughs> over the past however many years. So I respect Lions fans. I know a few friends that are Lions fans. I'm happy for them. Lions are a fun team to watch. I think their run's going to come to an end against the 49ers. I, 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 beginning of the year, coming into the year, I had 49ers winning Super Bowl. I, I'm still firmly on that. Although the Ravens, 
look really good. Mm-hmm. But I want to touch on the night game, the Chiefs against the Bills, because that was kind of, I feel like, the main event. Yeah. You know, Chiefs-Bills is always a good game. I, for the first time, picked the Bills to win. Just because, I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I hate the Bills. <laughs> but I just thought, I mean, I just haven't been impressed with the Chiefs at all this year. But so I, I picked the Bills for the first time in like ever. And then they don't pull it out. Chiefs pulled out. Patrick Mahomes going to his sixth straight AFC championship game. Crazy. He's been a starter for six years and he's made it to the AFC championship every single year. This is Patrick Mahomes' planet and we're just living in it. Yeah. Sunday's game just shows that you can never count out Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs, no matter how they look going into the game. Obviously, you know, their receiver play outside of Rasee Rice has been abysmal all yeah. year. And defense hasn't been the best. Their O-line struggles with penalties, but they were still able to just have their way against Buffalo. They averaged 7.7 yards per play. They were averaging nine at one point in the fourth quarter. They just absolutely dominated. Buffalo went on these long, methodical drives that were ending in points most of the time. They go on these just runs that should wear the team out only for the Chiefs to just score in four plays. And, you know, it's it's a tough loss for the Bills, obviously. Tyler Bass yep. missing the game potential game tie and field goal. And it just really shows that the Mahomes-Allen rivalry... Allen's kind of had his number in the regular season, but when the games really matter, it's Mahomes coming out on top. Yeah. Buffalo, I mean, this is what I heard this today, and I completely agree with it. The Bills have probably the second best quarterback in the league, but it just doesn't matter mm-hmm. because there is a team named the Kansas City Chiefs that have the best quarterback, and they just have dominated the Bills every single time. Josh Allen, you know, I, I harped on him all year because of his turnover problems. He was really good in the playoffs. Yeah. He he was good. I mean, but Kansas City almost threw that game away because they fumbled it through the end zone <laughs> with that touchback. That was a crazy play. But then the universe kind of corrected itself. Tyler Bass mm-hmm. misses the field goal. Chiefs against Ravens now. Who do you think is going to win that game? I like Baltimore. I mean, I know they have Patrick Mahomes in this game is going to be close no matter what. The Chiefs are going to have a great chance because of Patrick Mahomes, because of Travis Kelsey, because of guys like Isaiah Pacheco, who just, they run like they're just, (laughs) he runs through a brick wall every time he gets the handoff. But this Ravens team is special. I mean, Lamar Jackson had four touchdowns the other day, two passing, two rushing. He's already locked up the MVP. And I just, their defense... Again, has been really good, a lot better than Buffalo's, which I think obviously the Kansas City Chiefs exposed last night. So, uh, as much as the as much as you can't count out Mahomes, I like Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson is going to prove even more haters wrong, mm-hmm. and they're going to pull out the win. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been one of those guys where I mean, Lamar just hasn't done it in the playoffs, but I feel like this is kind of the first real opportunity he's really gotten, just because he hasn't had the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. He just really hasn't. I mean, yes, he's had Mark Andrews, but I mean, you know, his top wide receivers just were not it. I mean, one year it was Sammy Watkins. It's just yeah. like, what is he supposed to do with Sammy Watkins? I mean, we talk <laughs> about Pat- Patrick Mahomes has receiver problems. The whole world is crying about it. But <laughs> Lamar Jackson's been dealing with this this Every entire year. time. Yeah. So now they got Zay Flowers. Odell's been playing really good. Nelson Aguilar is a decent, you know, third or fourth wide receiver. 
Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews, although he sh- should yeah. be back. For yeah, this should game. be back. Even then, he, Isaiah I mean, Likely has really picked yeah, it up. He, he really has too. He played really good. I mean, when the Ravens punked the Dolphins, Likely and Pritchard <laughs> had two touchdowns that game. So, I mean, Lamar Jackson has been special this year. He's probably going to win MVP. And, I mean, if you believe that the NFL is scripted, <laughs> if you've heard the logo, the colors every time have been the two teams in the Super Bowl. So, if we're going by that, it's going to be Ravens 49ers if yeah, the NFL I mean, is scripted. And then if it's even more scripted, the bottom team, the bottom color has been the Super Bowl winner every time. What's the bottom color? It's Ravens. So, All right. I got 49ers first. But Congratulations I, yeah. to the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's going to be 49ers, but I'm just scared because, you know, <laughs> the NFL is probably scripted and they probably already have the Ravens since, you know, week one. But, you know. Hopefully there's some green and teal in next uh, year's Super Bowl logo. I mean, there, there was some teal. So I was maybe, I was I was hopeful. <laughs> you know, that was, what was that? Last year, I think. I think it was last year. Yeah. There was the teal, yeah. But then it was Eagles and. It's just, it's just never. It will never be the Dolphins' year. It's never been in my entire life, life, lifetime. I'm not planning on it be anytime soon. So, NFL talk. We got. So we did picks for Ravens for Ravens, Chiefs. Did we do picks for 49ers? Not yet. Yeah. Who do you got in the 49ers Lions game? I. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a battle, but I do also think the 49ers are going to end this little Cinderella run from the Lions. I mean, just going back to the Packers game, I really think, honestly, Green Bay should have won that game. I mean, I might be biased as a Packers fan, but it was really just the inexperience of our team. Obviously, the youngest team in the NFL Mm -hmm. showed at the worst time. Jordan Love's pick on the last last final drive. Uh, Anders Carlson... Misses the field goal that we end up losing by three. But still, San Francisco, Brock Purdy, despite not having the best game through the first three quarters, he still led a game-winning drive. And he still has guys like Christian McCaffrey. Debo Samuel is a question going in the game. He left mm-hmm. the game early against Green Bay. But even then, you have Brandon Ayuk. You have Jawan Jennings, who I've always just been a big fan of. I always thought he's a little underrated. You have George Kittle. You have Trent Williams in the O-line. Their, oh, yeah. their offense They're is stacked. just stacked. And then their defense, Fred Warner, Traverius Ward, again, really stepped up big against the Packers. Drake Greenlaw with two interceptions. The Lions, it's been fun, but now they're going to have to leave Detroit, go on the road, yeah, go to San Fran. I got the 49ers. I had the 49ers, too. I've I've had them as my team the entire year. Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers was just a game changer. They would have beat the the Eagles last year if they just didn't have the worst injury luck with their quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I I just you could just kind of sense it. They're the most talented team in football. And whatever you want to say about Brock Purdy, whether he's, you know, system quarterback, whatever, (laughs) he's getting the job done. Who cares if he's a top quarterback or not? He's winning games. That that's kind of my thoughts with that. So if it all goes to plan, it's 49ers Ravens. Who do you got? I got the Ravens, I think. You you're going I, Ravens? I'm going Ravens. I I know you mentioned the San Francisco offense with all these weapons they have, all these all pros, all these pro bowlers. Mm-hmm. But again, I really like the Ravens defense. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, yeah. Marlon Humphrey if he's they got able to play. Yeah, they're just they're just a great team. I think 
when you look at the Ravens teams in the past, they've always kind of prided themselves on their defense. And they have another team, that another championship caliber defense this year. And you add in the MVP and Lamar Jackson. You add in uh, hopefully healthy Mark Andrews. You add in guys like Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, kind of having this career resurgence in Baltimore. I just think it's their year. Yeah, I got 49ers. I think 49ers, even though I believe the NFL is scripted, so it should be Ravens, I'm going to pick against it. 49ers, I just think, are too talented of a team. Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's been really good. Yes, the Ravens punked the 49ers when they played during the regular season, but this is playoff now. Brock Purdy had his probably one of his worst games of his career when they played the Ravens during the regular season. I think he turns it around. Brock Purdy... I've seen different reactions from Purdy's performance against the uh, Packers. I've seen, you know, he played good for only two minutes. The first 59 minutes, he was terrible. Some people were saying he was Joe Montana after the game. That don't agree with that at all. confusing to me. He's maybe Joe Montana on the very last drive, but, you know. I'm just saying, like, they got Christian McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. George Kittle. You know, it's it's more more them than him, but you got to give Brock Purdy credit because, I mean, he's doing better, in my opinion, than Jimmy Garoppolo ever did. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really just trust Purdy a lot more than they did with Garoppolo at the helm. Again, might be a little biased. I think that Brock Purdy, he wasn't horrible by any means the whole the whole game up to the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he threw a lot of dangerous balls. There's at least two dropped picks by Green Bay. One literally hit Darnell Savage in the hands. If he catches that, it's probably a pick six. But still, I mean, with the guys he has... Any quarterback will be able to succeed in this offense, but not every quarterback can look as good as Brock Purdy did all year with San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, I just want to do a little scenario. What's I mean, if we put Patch Mahomes on the 49ers, would everyone oh, be would everyone be saying, Oh, it's not Patch Mahomes, it's his weapons? I mean, I, I'm just I'm just wondering. I don't think they would. I feel like Patrick Mahomes does enough in his own right. I know it's kind mm-hmm. of a meme. Like saying, oh, that looked a little Mahomey when you throw a sidearm pass. But I think those passes there, yeah. while Brock Purdy has shown his ability to make big plays on the run, stuff like that, I think Mahomes' talent is just, yeah. it's it stands out no matter yeah. what team he's on, I think. Yeah, true. I mean, I just remember when it, you know he had Tyreek and Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. and people were kind of saying, oh, he's got the best wide receiver probably in the league and the best tight end. Then Tyreek Kill left and he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, he just keeps doing it. Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, by far and away, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league. Although, I mean, I was not high on the Chiefs, especially, I don't remember what week it was, but when they lost to the Raiders, oh, yeah. their offense was just, yeah, terrible. I was just like, I, I was just hoping and praying the Dolphins would play them in the playoffs. And then we did. <laughs> but then, you know, it was negative whatever degrees. Mm-hmm. And I had no confidence when I saw the temperature for that game. Yeah, that was just a tough draw for Miami. Obviously, sorry, I'm probably bringing back some bad memories to you, but that Sunday night football game, if you beat the Bills, you get a nice home game. You're the two seed. Against the Bills again. Yeah, against the Bills again, but just at Hard Rock Stadium and nice Florida. Instead, you have to play in one of the coldest games in NFL history. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not only that Bills game, when we lost the Titans and blew that huge lead with like, you know, only four minutes left in the game. That's the one that hurt. I didn't mind, you know, the Buffalo loss as much. It was more that Titans game that really yeah. just, that's the one that stung because if we would have just won that game, we would have won the division. So, uh, 
But, you know, we're going to take it a break. We're doing a little bit longer last segment. We got a lot more coming up. Again, if you want to text into the text line, 402-464-5685. We're reading the text. We'll be right back right after this break. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Nebraska Show right here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com or wherever you get your streams to watch 93.7 The Ticket, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo 961. We are live here for the first time on a weeknight starting first day of school for UNL. So we're going to kind of go away from Hustler Sports a little bit. You know, we talked NFL. I now want to talk about an Iowa incident incident where Caitlin Clark, quote-unquote, Ohio State, quote-unquote, ran into Caitlin Clark. That video, I don't know. I was so confused by that because I remember there were some places where it's like, oh, Ohio State fan runs into Caitlin Clark, making it seem like, you know, the guy meant to do it when it literally looked like Mm -hmm. Caitlin Clark ran into him. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of have it pulled up on my laptop right now. It really, at first glance, in one angle, it looks like, you know, the fan, she didn't see Clark coming, run in. But in another angle, she's clearly kind of trying to avoid Caitlin Clark. Clark doesn't see her coming. Yeah. It was just definitely they bang knees, obviously. Yeah. That's not a good feeling to have. Mm-mm. Definitely hurts me. But, um, <laughs> You know, she did kind of sell it a little bit more than I think it actually was. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't even during the game, so I don't know what she was trying to sell. Yeah, it was after the game, storming the court. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that that and that's one of the things. So, some people, when they don't like people storming court, that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the things. You know, safety for players, coaches, and yeah. stuff. But, I mean, then again, in that, incident, in that moment, you would think, Kaylin Carr could be kind of paying attention a little bit more when you know that they're storming the court. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to the Nebraska-Purdue game where after the game in this post-game press conference, Matt Painter just went on this little rant about how teams, how the Big Ten and how these universities need to do a better job storming court, uh, kind of preventing court storming. Mm-hmm. Or I guess he he said that he thinks they sh- there should be court storming, but they need to be more organized in doing it. So that incidents like this don't happen because obviously it's all fun. It's all fun for the fans. It's all fun for the winning team. But there is that risk of injury for even one of the winning team's players. So it was it was a very, uh, very interesting soundbite he gave. I remember him saying that every freshman, sophomore and junior on Purdue has never lost a road game where there wasn't a court storm. Yeah. And that just shows like, again, while... Maybe in March, they do kind of leave a lot to be desired, but Purdue is still one of the best teams, if not the best team in college basketball Mm -hmm. the past four or five years. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, at the Purdue game, seeing that happen, I felt kind of jealous just being up in the, uh, into the press area, not being able to take part in it, but it was still just an awesome thing to see. And thankfully nobody on either side got hurt. I mean, yeah, I love the court stormings. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, you want to be able to have like a safety, everything, want to make sure players are safe. But I mean, I feel like 99% of the time, everything's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, it's more on just everybody paying attention, making sure. I mean, you can tell, you know, when the court's about to get stormed. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's kind of like, 
you know where to go. Like you, they're like all lining up on this side of the court. Okay, let's not go that way. Let's go this way. I mean, that's kind of my yeah. thought on that. But yeah, I wasn't at the Purdue game. I had to watch it on Peacock. <laughs> so I mean, we had Peacock from the Husker football game that was on Peacock. So I mean, we still had it. So it wasn't. So a Ohio big deal. State game tomorrow is also on Peacock. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you kept your subscription. I'm pretty sure still have it. <laughs> so because I mean, you know, they the Big Ten rights deal. You know. Still have some games on Peacock. Also, the Dolphins game was on Peacock. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I just have so many teams on Peacock. <laughs> so many teams I have to watch on uh, Peacock. Yeah. We just got a text on the text line saying, Matt Painter and his and his team are soft. That's why he makes those comments and loses early every March to lesser teams. <laughs> Maybe. You know, take, it or, take it or leave it. I kind of agree with it, but, you know, I, I don't want to. They did lose to a 16 seed. Yeah. Last March. Second time ever. I loved watching that game. That was that such was a great game. Awesome. That's bringing back great memories for me because I'm not a Purdue fan at all. <laughs> especially especially last year when we should have beat them. Oh, yeah. That was so frustrating. Speaking but. of like being jealous that I wasn't able to storm the court at this year's Purdue game, last year's Purdue game, I had the perfect spot. I was mm-hmm. first row right at half court. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends, dude, we were going crazy. When every time Casey hit a three, they'd cut to him, and we'd be in the background, of the crowd, just jumping up and down. Man, it was it was going to be a special moment. <laughs> it was so close. It was so close, but just yet so far. That yeah. was kind of just the whole all of last year yeah. was. It was just so close, yet so far. But this year, we've had a little bit more luck on injuries. So mm-hmm. I'm that's why I'm so confident about this team, this men's basketball team this year. I really believe that this is their year to not only make the NCAA tournament, but to get a round one win. But to do that, I know when NCAA tournament comes, it's not technically an away game. You know, it's a neutral court, but Mm -hmm. I feel like neutral away, whatever. When we're not in PBA, we're just not the same team, in my opinion. So I really want to see us play good on the road. We have a home game tomorrow against Ohio State. Make sure to tune into the show next week because we're going to be almost right after the conclusion of that game, right after the post-game show. We ha- we're going to have guys, me and Joseph, are both covering the game, I believe. So we're going to both cover the game. We'll be able to give instant feedback after that game. But then it's Maryland on Saturday. That's the game that I'm circling on my calendar. I really want to see us get that game. Really want to see us get that game. Try to improve that road record. Yeah, I mean, it's... Just these next stretch of games, really every game from here on out is a big game for Nebraska. It's a team that's on the bubble of the NCAA tournament right mm-hmm. now. They're kind of they're kind of still in. That kind of surprised me a little bit after the two game skid, but a lot of a lot of sites, a lot of people still had them in their bracket. Obviously the wind over Northwestern is huge. Yeah. Two teams of the same caliber. Again, Ohio State, a team of the same caliber, and Maryland, a team that's creeping up to be in the same yeah. same uh, caliber as Nebraska. So there's just big basketball games going on, yeah. and it's really this team's time to prove that they're legit. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Big Ten has just been a slaughter fest. Everyone's just been beating everybody. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to tell, okay, this team beat this team, this team beat this team. Who's the best team? You can't do it like that because everyone's yeah. beating everybody. You can't decide games like that. You just kind of got to give the eye test. What was the most disappointing about those two games, the loss against Iowa and Rutgers, because – that was the easiest stretch of games that they're going to oh, yeah. have for a while. It's only going to get tougher from here. So, I mean, what? I mean, I don't. Ex- I, if we can get the twenty wins, I'll be feeling really good about our chances of make making the NCAA tournament. But if not, we're going to have to perform better in the Big Ten tournament this year 
than last year. We cannot oh, yeah. be another round, first round exit. Oh, yeah. It's just the Big Ten. Again, it's so wide open at this point. I do a little Big Ten power rankings for the DN. Mm -hmm. It's very hard now to really rank these teams. Yeah, when's the last time you did that? Uh, I did it last Thursday, and I'm working on it now, but still, there's just been so much going on. Can you give us a little sneak peek? Uh, I don't have any right now because I, I kind of want to wait till I've wrote up the teams that already that are already that done already for played, the week. Yeah. Like Michigan State, Indiana had another tough loss to Wisconsin. They're going through a really rough stretch. Mm -hmm. They've played the three ranked teams in the Big Ten back to back to back, two of them on the road. They are still really searching for that signature win. It's, they're such an interesting team. They yeah. they're on they on pa paper look like a tournament team, but they just don't have the resume at all. When you look at Ken Palm, when you look at NET rankings, they're literally 13th out of 14 in the Big Ten. And it's just not the season I expected from them. Uh, you know, yeah. Penn State, they had the nice upset win over Wisconsin. That was a very surprising game as I feel like Penn State's really the only team in this conference that Kind of has a very low ceiling. I'm a big fan of Kanye Clary watching all these Penn yeah. State games. He's really been their main constant, but even then they had a loss this past week. So, you know, the Big Ten, any team can be any team on any night. That's yeah. what really makes it great. But that's, that's college basketball for yeah, you. That also just makes it more more pressure on Nebraska going forward as there was really no easy game for the rest of the year. I mean, and that I mean, so First, I want to ask, where are you thinking Nebraska is going to be in this in these rankings? I'm thinking around the five to six range, mm. maybe four, honestly, because I I know last rankings I had Northwestern at the four, Iowa yeah. at the five, and Nebraska at the six. Um, obviously, Nebraska beat Northwestern. Iowa yeah. lost their game earlier to it was against Purdue, so yeah. Team tough, Nebraska beat, game, but yeah. it, Iowa beat Nebraska. It's It'll be interesting. I'll have to see how they play tomorrow. How it all ranks out. I yeah. think if they pull out, if they get the win against Ohio State, they're definitely a top five. Yeah, team. they'll they'll be. I think they'll get that fourth spot. I won't put them ahead Illinois, Wisconsin, or Purdue yet. Those yeah. teams are just yeah. on their own level. Obviously, they're mm -hmm. the three ranked teams in the Big Ten. We do play Wisconsin again, though. Maybe yep. that'll be a chance to you know. Highest get some I had in Nebraska was three after the Purdue, Purdue game. Yeah. I I had them over uh, Illinois. Just because Illinois dropped their game to Purdue, but yeah. fell a little back down. I think they fell back down, or they fell down to six. Yeah, but should yeah. bump up a little bit more. We'll see. They're constantly in the top half. Yeah, we'll have to see how this Ohio State game goes. But speaking of, you notice how close and how fun college basketball games are. This I'm going to close on this. This is why college football will never. I don't care how much they expand college football playoffs. It will never be March Madness. Oh yeah. I don't care if they expand it to 64 games. It won't be college basketball. It won't be March Madness because you're not going to get the madness with college football. Because, I mean, going into every college football game, I just feel like it's really easy to tell who's going to win. Yeah. Going into this playoffs, I was just like, Michigan's the best team. Yeah. Even Washington's with, better than Texas. Even with the expanded playoff going soon, if there is like a upset, yeah. a group of five team, you know, beats a Penn State it's or not gonna be the Oregon. Same. Yeah, it'll be a great upset. But then next week, they'll play Alabama. They'll play Georgia. They'll yeah. play Michigan. Then they'll have to do it again. Then they'll have to do it again. And then they'll have to do it again. And it's just, I know that's the same way as March Madness, but it's a lot easier to be hot and win a basketball game than it is to football games. win just yeah. a battle of football. Obviously, just every game is just putting your body on the line. Whereas yeah. basketball, it's really a game of runs. It's whoever is hot. And yeah, it's just... 
I can't wait for March, man. Especially oh, if Nebraska March is the best. Time. Nebraska finds their way in it. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I mean, hopefully when March comes by, Nebraska's still playing. We're gonna be on spring break. I know <laughs> beginning of March. So I'm March is always just such an exciting time. But with that, we're gonna wrap up tonight's show. Make sure to tune in to tomorrow night show where we're going to be recapping the Nebraska-Ohio State game. But until then, I'm Ben. That's Anthony. We're saying good night to y'all. Have a good night's sleep. <laughs>